0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Cluster B personality disorders are characterized by dramatic, overly emotional, and unpredictable thoughts and behavior. From ours, Longa Media, this is Cluster B, scientifically informed, expert insights into the four Cluster B personality types, antisocial, borderline, narcissistic, and histrionic personality disorder. Here's today's host, Dr. Todd Grande. Today's question is, what's the worst personality disorder for other people? So I'm going to have to kind of explain this question a little bit. Now, I've received this question a number of times, and here's what the question is really getting at. A while back, I did a video titled, What's the worst personality disorder? And of course, I talked about really what are the most symptomatic personality disorders across certain dimensions. And I think when people watched the video, One question that occurred to them is, well, what personality disorder really seems to cause the most stress in other people? So if we use kind of a person A, person B description, person A, in this scenario, has a personality disorder, and person B is in a relationship of some type with person A, and person B may or may not have a personality disorder, what personality disorder would tend to cause the most distress in person B? So that's what I'm really talking about here. I'm talking about the other person. So this is not looking necessarily at the direct effect of a personality disorder, like on the person that has it, but the effect on others. Now, of course, as I mentioned, the word worst is highly subjective, so I'll be looking at really distress here and the potential for this effect to interfere with functioning. Now, when I looked at the research literature, of course, on this, you're not going to see much on the impact of personality disorders on other people. That's just not something that we see studied. Oftentimes, when looking at psychopathology and counseling treatment and appraisal, we're talking about helping the person who has the personality disorder, and not necessarily helping the friends, relatives, or co-workers of that person. We do see some literature on the romantic partners of individuals with borderline personality disorder, and we see some literature on narcissism as well in terms of how it affects other people. But in general, there's not a lot to go on on the research literature. So here I'm really basing this a little bit more on my experience. And the challenge with that, of course, is with comorbidity. A lot of times, of course, when we see one personality disorder, we see one or more other personality disorders at the same time. And kind of a clean way to examine this topic is to say, well, I'm just looking at one personality disorder as if the person doesn't have any other personality disorders. But, of course, in clinical experience, we don't see that. And in research, that's really tough to get at as well. But in research, they can look at, say, 200 people and pick out the 20 or 30 that just have one personality disorder. So really, in an effort here to answer this question, what's the worst personality disorder for other people, I'm looking at the personality disorders that seem to be associated with distress to other people or could potentially interfere with functioning. I'm going to focus just on three types of relationships, romantic partners, friends, and coworkers. So that's how I'm going to get at this construct of worst. Again, that's subjective, so in order to make it a little bit more objective, I'm basing it on distress and functioning, and looking at three different types of relationships. Now, it's important to remember with personality sweaters. they do cause pain and distress for the person who has the personality disorder. And again, this tends to be the primary focus of counseling. But sometimes, these personality sweaters do cause pain and distress for others. And we see this more with some personality disorders and less with others. This exposure to a personality disorder can actually lead to symptoms in some instances, like symptoms of emotional abuse. So it's not just a matter of inconvenience. It's not just a matter of, well, over here is a person with a personality disorder and I don't want to relate to them because of these personality disorder behaviors. It can actually be a matter of symptoms. So we can't really just dismiss this. We can't forget the people that are affected by the personality disorders indirectly. Now, it's also worth noting here that we can't exaggerate that effect either. I see a lot of this on these channels on YouTube that cover narcissism. They really tend to exaggerate some of the effects of narcissistic personality disorder on other people, like really take it to an extreme, while missing important deleterious aspects of that. So, I find it interesting. They tend to focus on the wrong areas and then really exaggerate those areas. So we need to be balanced here. We need to not be dismissive of this effect, but also not to exaggerate it. Another thing to consider here is that Person B in this A-B scenario that I set up, they can have a personality disorder as well. But a lot of times we don't think of this as being caused by Person A's personality disorder, if that makes sense. Now we do see some research that says that individuals with borderline personality disorder when they have a romantic partner, that romantic partner does have an increased risk of having antisocial personality disorder, but it's not, again, caused by the relationship with the person with borderline personality disorder. Okay, with all these considerations in mind, let's now take a look at the personality disorders. When I talk about the distress, I'll be talking about it at the different levels of relationship, and I'll specify that, and I'm also talking about the stress relative to other personality disorders. So not distress in general, but relative to the personality disorders I'll be discussing here, which will of course be all 10. So the 10 personality disorders we see listed in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, the DSM, are grouped into three clusters. Cluster A, paranoid, schizoid, and schizotypal. Cluster B, antisocial, narcissistic, borderline, and histrionic. And cluster C, which is avoidant, dependent, and obsessive-compulsive personality disorder. And that disorder is different than obsessive compulsive disorder. There are some similarities but they are different constructs. So cluster A, I'll start there. This is the odd eccentric cluster. and I'll start with paranoid personality disorder. So in terms of romantic partners, I would say that the distress level here would be moderate because sometimes that other person is not the focus of the paranoid symptoms. Now we do know with this disorder there's an increased risk of the individual who has the disorder believing that the romantic partner is being unfaithful. So if that's the case, it's probably going to move that moderate effect to a high effect. But that's not always the case. That's one of the symptom criteria, but that symptom criterion is not always endorsed. Now in terms of friends, I actually think that the effect on friends is fairly low with paranoid personality disorder because with that paranoia, friends just tend to walk away. They just tend to keep distance. Nobody likes to be accused or suspect of things they didn't do. So again, they just create distance. Now with the coworkers, I actually think it's largely the same. It's a low level of distress usually and for the same reasons we see as with the friends. Now the next personality disorder is schizoid personality disorder. And here, interestingly with romantic relationships, I would say there's almost no effect because there's rarely a romantic relationship. If there was a romantic relationship involved, maybe a low to moderate effect. But again, this is highly unusual. We see kind of the same thing with friends. Individuals with schizoid personality disorder tend not to have friends. They might have a few friends, but even if they do, usually none of those friends are close friends. And coworkers, I would say, no effect to a low effect. And this is because individuals with this disorder, they tend to mind their own business and they don't react to criticism or praise. So they kind of just stay out of everyone's way. So I don't really see a lot of distress associated with person B, so to speak, here, with schizoid personality disorder. Now moving to schizotypal, romantic relationships would be a little more common. Here we see kind of odd, magical thinking and other symptoms that really make somebody stand out in a way similar to what we see with schizophrenia, but the symptoms aren't usually that extreme. Well, by definition, they wouldn't be that extreme. So I would say with romantic relationships, there would be a moderate effect because some of those different beliefs and types of thinking would be difficult to cope with. For friends, however, I would say probably fairly low because there's not many behaviors in schizotypal personality disorder that would be strongly destructive in a friendship. And I would say the same thing for coworkers and for the same reasons as we saw with friends. Now moving on to cluster B, this is the dramatic, erratic, and emotional cluster, and the first personality disorder is antisocial personality disorder. Now in terms of romantic relationships, I would actually say the effect on person B here would be moderate to high, and it really depends on the focus of the criminal behavior if person A has criminal behavior. Also we see different stressors associated with criminal behavior that might be more indirect like if somebody's in a romantic relationship with somebody who's repeatedly being arrested, that could cause stress on that relationship. Now, if there's manipulation, which oftentimes there is with antisocial personality disorder, I would probably move that moderate to high for person B. And the manipulation we see here is not unlike the manipulation we see with narcissistic personality disorder. Now, with friends, I would say probably a moderate effect, but again, it depends on the level of criminality. If they're trying to involve their friends in a criminal conspiracy, then that would certainly be moderate and maybe even high. And really the same thing we see with coworkers. I would say probably more on the high side, especially if we see the criminal behavior, but also if we see a lot of lying and irresponsible behavior and impulsivity at work, that would really distress coworkers. The next cluster B personality disorder is narcissistic personality disorder. And with this disorder, we see a lot of grandiose narcissism. So if somebody is jealous, arrogant, and they tend to be manipulative. And I think when we talk about romantic partners here, I would say that the distress is usually high. And that's because mostly of the manipulation, but also because of some of the other characteristics. With friends, I would say it's moderate because it depends on the distance that the friends set. A lot of times when somebody has a sense of entitlement, and a grandiose sense of self-importance, individuals are going to create some sort of distance there, and that might lessen the deleterious effect. That exposure effect might decrease. Now, with coworkers, we do actually have some research here that indicates maybe what the correct answer would be. And I agree with this research. I'd say that the effect is high, and that's what the research says. And this is because with grandiose narcissism, with narcissistic personality disorder, Oftentimes, individuals with this disorder can work themselves into higher positions in organizations, like supervisors, directors, vice presidents, even C-level officers. And when they get in these positions, they oftentimes wreak havoc interpersonally because of that manipulation component and because of that grandiosity component. So relative to the other personality disorders, I would say there's a high level of distress here with narcissistic personality disorder. So now moving on to the next cluster B personality disorder and this is borderline personality disorder. And borderline personality disorder is really the most studied personality disorder in the research literature. It is a disorder of in a sense relationships in terms of the way we see it from the outside. Now in terms of the way it is for the person that has it, I think a lot of it has to do with identity disturbance, which is one of the symptoms and difficulty managing anger, and difficulty navigating relationships. In terms of the way it affects romantic partners, I would say it has a high level of distress, and that's mostly because of certain behaviors like stalking, mood swings, anger, impulsivity, and this love-hate cycle we see with borderline personality disorder, where one moment we can see that the individual with borderline personality disorder idealizes person B, And another moment, they devalue them, and there's a lot of anger and hate. So, considering the nature of borderline personality disorder, I'm not sure there's really another way to look at this particular level of distress for that other person, for person B. Now, with friends, I would say, again, it depends on the distance that that friend sets, but it would be moderate to high, and I would say largely for similar reasons as to what we saw there with romantic partners. Now, interestingly, though, with coworkers, I have kind of a different opinion based on my experience. I would say that the effect on person B for co-workers would be low and maybe moderate. Oftentimes with borderline personality disorder, again, we see a lot of symptoms in relationships, but not necessarily symptoms at work. So it really depends on if work has a lot of relational components to it or not. So I've actually seen people with borderline personality disorder do very well at work And then in their personal life, with romantic relationships, that's where 90-95% of the pain is experienced. Now the last cluster B personality disorder is histrionic personality disorder. Now in romantic relationships, I think this one is kind of tricky to evaluate for that other person. But I would say moderate to high. And the only reason I would suggest high distress is really something I think could occur on a regular basis is because of the high rate of infidelity. If an individual has histrionic personality disorder, they're at a much greater risk to be unfaithful in a relationship. Now, if that's not a component of a particular presentation, then I would probably go with moderate distress. In terms of friends, I would actually say it's fairly low. Sometimes friends can find histrionic personality disorder difficult to tolerate, but that's usually the extent of the difficulties. And I would say the same thing with coworkers. It's probably a low level of distress, and sometimes individuals with histrionic personality disorder kind of similar to what we see with borderline personality disorder, are actually relatively successful at work, especially if the work has to do with something creative, a work area that has a lot of imagination involved in it. So now moving on to cluster C, I'll start with avoidant personality disorder. Now this is an interesting personality disorder when it comes to the effect on other people. A lot of the cluster C personality disorders, really all three of them, in general I don't think have a high-level distress for the other person, although there are a few categories here where there would be. But with avoidant personality disorder, we see a very low level of infidelity, lower than somebody from the general population. So I would say with romantic relationships, there's probably a low-level of distress usually, again, for the other person. For friends, I would say probably low because individuals with avoidant personality disorder tend to avoid relationships. So there's not much reason to think there'd be a lot of distress there. And I'd say the same thing with coworkers. Probably a low level of distress. And depending on the job, an individual to wooden personality disorder can be relatively successful at work. We actually see this for all the cluster C personality disorders. So the next one here is dependent personality disorder. And with romantic relationships, I would say there's probably a moderate effect. Sometimes individuals like someone being dependent on them. Now that opens up a whole other discussion as to whether that's healthy or not. But if that's the case, there would be a low level of distress. But if they don't like somebody being dependent on them, we're probably looking at a moderate level of distress. In terms of friendship, I would say low level of distress. Again, sometimes somebody who's dependent can be difficult to tolerate for another person, but that would usually be about it. And coworkers, again, low level of distress and people with dependent personality disorder can be quite successful at work. So this brings us to the last personality disorder, obsessive-compulsive personality disorder. And there are a lot of interesting theories around this personality disorder. We do believe that it is the most prevalent personality disorder, and if it's not, it's the second most prevalent behind avoidant personality disorder. So this is one that's fairly common, and individuals from the general population would be expected to encounter several individuals with this disorder throughout work and romantic relationships and friendships. With romantic relationships, I would say the effect is moderate because an individual with this disorder tends to focus on work and productivity so much they do neglect romantic relationships. That's actually one of the common reasons I see that people come into therapy to be treated for OCPD. It's because a romantic partner told them that they needed to. They need to do that to preserve the relationship. Now, with friends, I would say it's usually a low effect. People with this disorder don't tend to make a lot of friends. Again, they tend to focus on work. But here's the interesting thing with this disorder in terms of this question. With coworkers, I would actually rate the level of distress as moderate to high. And this is because individuals with OCPD tend to be unhappy with other people's work. They tend to be perfectionistic and want to follow rules and want things to be very organized. And if somebody's not like that, they tend to look down on them, and they tend not to like them. So this would lead to, again, a moderate to high level distress. So that's all ten personality disorders. So if I were to sum this up in terms of romantic partners, the ones that stand out here would be narcissistic, borderline, and antisocial personality disorders. For friends it would be similar. And for coworkers, the ones that would stand out would be narcissistic, antisocial, and obsessive-compulsive for status order. For more content like this, check out Healthy Toxic, another podcast from Ars Longa Media, all about what makes or breaks relationships, including issues related to narcissism, narcissistic abuse and how personality disorders affect relationships. Ars longa, vita Brevitz. Learn more at arslonga.media. Hi there. I'm Heather Drago and I'm Sarah Saunders. We host the podcast That's a Hard No about saying no and setting boundaries so you can become that true and empowered you that this world needs. Saying no isn't just okay. parenthood, and more. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and visit our website hardknowpodcast.com. We're here to help you find your no and say it unapologetically. That's a hard no.